0: You know, it's hard coming home. The, the most scariest day in prison is the day you gotta get out because now you gotta be everything you told your family you was that you never wasn't in your life. And you never had the battle. You never had to fight come to you.
1: The Message. Spotlighting the most important voices of today with Ebro. An open dialogue about their experiences in these times and the music that inspires them. Greetings, greetings. My name's Ebro, and you are listening to The Message. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. And as you know, on The Message, we love to sit down with people who not only exemplify what the conversation is, right, but also have something very, very serious and important to share. Wallow 267. You can follow him on Instagram. He's got a message for us today. He's also got a playlist that we're going to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, we got another episode of The Message. And this week, joining us, Wallow267. I know you if you if you know anything or you around the culture at all, you've seen Wallow on Instagram. And he's joining us today. Thank you for coming, man. And I appreciate y'all having me. Um, you are an important guest for us, and I'm glad uh you made yourself available. Uh, because your whole brand, outside of the funny that you bring us and the kind of the family uh, you know, stuff that you and Gilly show us on Instagram. You have always been about perseverance, positivity, and really work ethic, I would say, was kind of like how I was exposed to you. It was like, don't let anything, don't let your circumstances stand in your way. Get your mind right, get your body right, and get ready to do this work. Rain, shine. Matter of fact, you would do Uh, motivational speeches in the rain on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, But prior to those videos that went viral of you motivating people and telling your story, when did it click for you that that's what you had to give to the world?
0: I think I was in prison. I was in prison, and um, it was a group of individuals, older guys. They were starting this this organization called Real Street Talk. Where when the dudes are coming to prison, like you know the intake, they'd be on the it's probably like a block of like four or five hundred of them. We'd go and pull them and talk to them. Mm-hmm. So when they first started, it was only like eight people. I went, and I just, I just was talking to them, and I and I was able to, um, I just I just was good with nanosecond messenger and I was able to break down why it costs too much to be a criminal. To, versus the kind of the street game, the culture, and, and how you can utilize some of the things you might have learned in the streets to be able to go into corporate and just do different things differently. And that's when I re- it really clicked. They used to be grabbing onto it. And the old heads was like, yo, you got something. like you, you know." And one of the things that really hit me one time when it was an older guy, he was a couple sales down from me. He probably like got like 50 years in prison right now. He used to be one of the security for Malcolm X. Mm. And he said, well, yo, man, he was like, "Younger, you got something. I don't know what you're going to do. But he said, I don't even listen to too many young boys. You know, I used to be with the, you know, ex, running around with him. So I don't really, but I could listen to you. And I was like, because it was like, it, was a, it wasn't one generation. It was like people was just messing with the messaging that I had. And it was like, okay, let me do something with it. So when I got out, it was like game time.
1: So walk us through, because it started mostly with Instagram.
0: Yeah, it started in prison. I was, uh, it, it was around 2000, 2013 to 14. Rest in peace, my man, Frank. He called to my cell. I'm in the OSU and Greatest Ford Prison, the outside unit. He came to my cell. I'll never forget it. He gave me a, a wireless hotspot and an iPod touch. Uh, that's how we was on social media inside a, a prison first. Before, I didn't handle no. It was just that iPod touch. You know, you had a wireless hotspot, cut it on, download the app, Instagram. So that was the first time I really got on the gram and I created. I went on Instagram to create Wallow, but somebody already uh, had my name. So I just put my, my prison number was DG267. So I put WALO267. It was open. I just used that. And that's where WALO267 got created. And uh, just so happened, that was the, the area code for Philly, too, 267. Mm. But I went to prison. It was 215. This is before they had all these different area different codes. Different area codes. So it was just people think that's where it come from, but it came from my, my prison number, DG2670. So I go up on there. I created it. And what I seen on social media was like, you got a lot of people getting attention on that timeline. And when I used to look at the timeline, I said, they only looking at her because she's half naked. They only looking at him because he got a bunch of money. They only looking at him because he's an athlete. They only, and I'm like, I didn't see no regular people making a human connection. Like, I ain't see nobody on there like talking about, oh, Bill, I see you out. Where, where your dog at? It, it was no regular. So I, so I ain't seen nobody regular on there. And I definitely ain't see a lot of people with the messaging. And I said, damn, when I get out, I'm going to use it, but while I was in, I was building followers, connecting with people, because I never knew. I, I think I was just amazed that you could sit and have a satellite in your hand and connect with people around the world. I'm connected with people in the Bay. Uh, I was connected with people in, all over the country just by saying something to them. And, and they'd be like, yo, man. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm in jail. The
1: How long had you been locked up before this moment of connectivity
0: with the outside world? Uh, probably like 17 years.
1: Like, you had already done. Let, me, let, me, let
0: me see. No, hold on, let me see. Thirteen, probably like fifteen, like around fifteen, probably already something like that. And what was amazing was, I got this thing called the Book of Life. Where I write everything down. I still got it at home now. And I was talking to this young kid in the uh, yard one time, because every time kids had come near, that I might know from the, well, I knew their parents. They'd be like, "Yo, man, what's the name of my mom?" And I kick it with them. So this one kid was telling me one time about how, how you could find out any information. About Googling, P. I said, "Google, how the fuck am I Google? like? What do that mean?" Hi, and he said, "Your yeah, information is on it too." And I, I thought he was lying because I'm like, "How will my information be on Google? I've been in jail. I've been off the universe. You tripping?" So I would write it down in the Book of Life. So when I got the the uh, iPod Touch at the wireless hotspot, I did it, and it blew my mind when I went on Google. And I said, "I said, yo, this I thought the I thought the feds was watching me in the cell. I didn't know what was going on because technology. I mean, they are because you know yeah, now, but but when you go to when you go to prison." You're stuck in a time that don't exist no more, right? Because you only see the yard, the child hall, your cell, so you only got all that type of stuff. And it was like, it was crazy when I first tapped into that because I was, I was, I couldn't believe that that little thing could do so much. And you know, the iPod is, is so thin. thin. Little,
1: yeah. I'm like, how
0: the fuck all this stuff? It was just, I used to be up all night on it, just all night looking at all type of stuff, looking. At, I, I just couldn't believe it for so long. I just was like, this got to be unreal.
1: So how long you been home now?
0: Uh, six years. Six
1: years you've been home. And how many followers you have on Instagram?
0: About 2.1 million.
1: 2.1 million followers. And I've seen you give motivational speeches for football games. Yeah. I've seen you give, obviously, high school. Mm-hmm. Then I, I think I've seen you do prison. Like a, a prison. But you've done some commencement speech and speaking yeah, too, I mean, like I, with college graduates. All and that type like of stuff. Be doing, yep. um, and can. this is all while you have your successful podcast with your cousin Gilly, mm-hmm. right? A um, Million Dollars Worth the of Game. game. And then there's all of the, I guess, the life that you've yeah. shared with us, whether it's, you know, the healthy stuff, the music you yeah. like. And today, Wall- Wallow made a playlist, so I'm not quite sure if we're going to get to see him sing, but I'm sure some of the songs that he be used to sing when he was driving yeah, or, you know, when, he, when he's driving and Gilly's riding passenger and he's forcing mm-hmm. Gilly to watch him sing, we're going to get to some of those, hopefully, yeah. too. But then you got some Philly classics on here, too.
0: Yeah, I got a couple
1: of them on here. You got P and B rock on here.
0: in piece of P and B.
1: You uh Meek Mill. Meek, yep. Uh, and then you do your cousin on here. We're going back in the day with him and push on a yeah, feature.
0: That, that was major. That was major. Yeah, that was song. big for y'all. I liked it, that song. You know, I was in jail and I seen the video. I was like, yo, this joint decent. It was just crazy.
1: I'd love to hear because I think what's really important, because it is mental health awareness month, is trying to drill down into decisions that you made that were Likely tied to emotion, likely mm-hmm. tied to surroundings, likely tied to things you needed as a youth that ultimately put you behind bars, mm-hmm. right? And I think those are the areas I, I find the most yes. interesting, right? Because we're all just humans, um, but based on the cards you're dealt, your environment, mm-hmm. how that affects you, uh, people make decisions either for better or for worse, right? So I'm going to get into that. It's the message, man. We're right here on Apple Music. Uh, Wallow's here, man. Uh,
0: what is your message? My message is think, laugh, cry. Why? Wow. You got to embrace the human emotions. Growing up in the ghetto, the ghetto would dehumanize you. It teach you to be tough. It teach you to be real. And a lot of times, them words is backed by stuff that's teaching you to be outside of you. Tough it mean don't cry when you hurt. Uh, don't feel. Be numb. That's what's taught in the hood a lot of times. And then you realize, you wake up, you realize, as I'm human? Is I'm doing things that humans are supposed to do? A lot of that stuff I didn't connect with until later on in life when I was in prison and realized it. It's the message because think, laugh, and cry was what really helped me get through my prison sentence. Because uh, you know, mental health is real. You and I think when people think of it, they don't they you know the first thing they think about therapy. They don't understand that your mental got to be healthy also. They just think, oh, you just you just and it's like ain't
1: nothing wrong with me. I don't need
0: therapy. Yeah, everybody say that. Right. Everybody say that. So so what happened was something that deep that happened in me when I was in prison that helped me. I had to go insane in order to stay sane because. When I was in prison, an old head told me like I seen something first, and I was, it shook me up a little bit, and I was like, damn, oh shit, somebody was getting stabbed. And then he said, oh, 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 oh you looking at that from the regular ah, huh? You gotta, you gotta switch that up. And, I, and then he educated me on going insane and stay sane because when you're journeying through prison, you're going you're gonna hear about people getting raped, you're gonna see people get stabbed, you're gonna see a lot of violence. And if you're looking at that from a regular human being mind, you're done. Because it's going to break you down and you might be at the point, you're not going to be able to mentally obtain it and deal with it. So, But if you're looking at it from a, you know, insane mind, you're like, oh, that's normal. If you see somebody getting stabbed while you walk in the yard, you're saying to yourself like, oh, yeah, he probably did something crazy to somebody. Not saying to yourself, why is he stabbing me? Why would he do that to him? You know what I mean? That's not what you're supposed to do. But you're when you're in an insane mind, you're saying this is a part of the lifestyle we live in. This is a part of this culture of prison. That pulls to go down because he yes. must have violated. This, this should be
1: expected in this environment. Yeah,
0: he might even die though. So you like it's normal, right? You know, so.
1: Um, but in there though, I think people have people do that outside of prison
0: because
1: mm-hmm. uh, many people live in impoverished environments. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly black and brown folks uh, live in these impoverished environments where that mentality of becoming accustomed to toxicity and violence, yeah. and that being normal and acceptable, is. I think why, like, when I look at what you decided to do at 17, right, some of that behavior is in that also is that this is what I should be doing right now because I need to get to this bag or I need to impress my friends. You could—you you armed robbery was
0: what you— Yeah, but it started at June 30th, 1990. I was 11 years old for, like, a couple of days, and I had an armed robbery. I was 11, and I was in the crowd. What happened to you. No, I robbed somebody. You robbed somebody. Yeah, that's when I first got into the— uh the justice system, and I've never been out since, since June 30th, 1990. I've been on probation and parole inside juvenile facilities. So I robbed somebody that day, and the next week, I mean, I got out. I robbed somebody the next Saturday. I got it locked up again. Now, stop right there. Why? Uh, because when I grew up in the ghetto, the ghetto got a lot of stipulations of, especially when you're black or Latino, they got stipulations of, in order to be black, you gotta hit these checkboxes. In order that you got the you got the black checkbox, then you got the cool checkbox that's that's tapped onto that. Um, in my community, when I grew up, the only person I saw them respect was the successful criminal, the drug dealer. The drug dealer got more respect and more eyes and more, and spoke to more than a man that was a plumber, the man that was a construction worker, the man that was a bus driver. They looked at them like they were squares and don't nobody pay him no attention. So me as a kid sitting on a stoop, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the respect and the love go towards the drug dealer when he pull up in that Benz with that Feli sweat sweatsuit on, the feline sneaks to rope chain, and he coming to get the most beautifulest woman in our neighborhood. And then it's not just that. I'm looking at the elders, look at him with affirmation and respect. Hey, baby, she ain't seen Miss Johnson only speak to me when she want me to go get her some cigarettes. And I've never seen her speak to Mr. Brown, that does a plumber. So I said, oh. I got to grow up and get some money. I got to grow up and be cool. And in order to be cool, I got I to gotta do things that's outside of myself that I see the people that I see the, the ghetto is respecting, criminals. So I was like, I got to get in the game because that was the movie I was watching from the curve. I believe everybody got movies that they watch that's educating them. And I grew up in a place where it was just my mom, my grandma, and them. My dad was dead. I had a stepfather. He was in the penitentiary. So the stars and the, and the heroes to me, was who I seen when I stepped outside of the house because they was the ones getting getting the applause and getting looked at in a respectful way.
1: And you and obviously it doesn't sound like there was anybody there to kind of give you the other side of the game.
0: No, my step pop, I was going to see him in prison. The thing about going to see my step pop in prison, rest in peace. Him, and my brother, uh, me, me, and my little me, my little brother, his son, and my older brother Steve, rest in peace. We used to go to see him in prison, and uh, it tapped into and I never knew that it would happen. We used to go and see him in Dallas Penitentiary in pennsylvania as a kid i used to go there to, i used to love going to see him uh when we did and he will always uh hip will always try to fight me I'll always try to give us game god's intention motivation education that would push us away but for some reason like 88 89 uh, around there, i used to go go to see him and in 1998 me and him became cellmates in the same prison i used to see him as a kid and in two thousand. 2005, me and my brother became cellmates in the same prison we used to go see our step-pop at. Mm-hmm. Now, what's crazy about this is that it was like 20 some prisons in Pennsylvania, but we landed up in the prison. We used to go visit them at. In the ghetto, you're going to be outnumbered. The person that tell you to do good, if they don't have things and all that, they're never going to beat the criminals. You're always going to be outnumbered. Your mom and your dad going to be outnumbered. They might tell you, but who think their mom and dad is really cool? If you're not Michael Jordan or LeBron or, or Jay-Z or something, you like who is you? Right. So it was that, man. It, he, he would tell me over the phone on the visits, but it didn't set in. It wasn't. It didn't set clear. in. It didn't really, it didn't set in until later on. I was sitting in the cell for a decade, you know. I never knew that these, I say like five second to 10 second decisions could cost me my life. Cause when you think about crime, if I go and shoot somebody, pop, that's not even a second. If I go and rob somebody, it don't take a second. If I sell some drugs, it don't take seconds. We don't understand how less than a second or seconds could change your whole life. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't like with me it was so deep diff, different for me. I don't even think I didn't even plan on being here. Most of my homies died before eighteen, twenty. I wanted the dudes out of everybody that made it and didn't lose my life. I got I can name about fifty homies right now that's dead. So it's like even when I'm even when that's why mental health is very important because it was sometimes where as though like now. When I drive through certain neighborhoods, you know, I'm like, damn, there's a lot to deal with because it's like, you got survival remorse because it's like, damn, I made it. The homies ain't make it. So I'm driving through, I could drive through a neighborhood, you know, and I got all this, you know, I got money now, I got success. And it's like, I'm looking at street corners and I'm seeing everybody on the street corner that's nobody no longer there, sitting on the crates, chilling. And I could just see them as I drive by today and all of them going. So it's deep. That's why mental health is serious. I don't think people understand anything about how you live, how much money you got, um, how many people say your name who clap for you on the basketball court, or what awards you winning. You got to take care of your mind.
1: Them demons though.
0: Yeah, Them it's demons real. That
1: come haunt you, so you got to make They'll sure. They come you...
0: haunt you, and um, you. That's why you got to find somebody to talk to that you of your liking. Uh, you know, I know, I know a lot of people talk about therapy. is hard sometimes to match with somebody that yeah, you really. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just take the time and you get burnt yeah, the out. The
1: first therapist you talk to ain't necessarily going to be the
0: one. Yeah, because then everybody got an opinion of who you should talk to, when you should talk to them. I think you got to be ready for that.
1: Wallow's here with us on The Message, man. His message, think, laugh, cry. Uh, we're going to get into more of this on the Mental Health Awareness episode mm-hmm. of The Message right here on Apple Music. My name's Ebro, sitting here with Wallow. Yes. 267. Follow him on the gram. How are you dealing with the i guess the celebrity in the spotlight and and managing your own mental health i think i think obviously the i see you sharing mm-hmm. uh constantly telling your story uh the connectivity with other people to help them hopefully avoid some of the pitfalls mm-hmm. that you fell for um but what else is in there that's helping you stay balanced and even keel what are some of the practices
0: uh me me i get i get rest and a lot of times sleep yeah rest oh just chilling go to the crib just sit on my couch watch you know different shows and just chill listen to music music is very important to me my favorite artist in the world Sampha as you see on my playlist, the song I Can't Get Close and Plastic was like the song that helped me when I, was coming, when I was home and I used to walk the streets of Philadelphia mm-hmm. it was a soundtrack to my re-entry I was in a record store and I heard that song Plastic playing and I seen and I asked the dude I'm like yo what's that he said, that's him. And I'm standing, like, right in front of his record process. He was like, and I go on my phone, I play, and I used to walk the streets of Philadelphia listening to that song on repeat. Uh, just, and I was like, yo, this, it, was just, he, it was just a feeling. That, like, he gave me a feeling. That really helped me a lot, coming home. You know, it's hard coming home. Coming home is the scariest thing. When you The, the most scariest day in prison is the day you got to get out because now you got to be everything you told your family you was that you never wasn't in your life. Mm. And you never had the battle. You never had to fight come to you. So that's why I always try to tell people, be, uh, be patient with your family that's coming back, that's returning to society, because um, a lot of people, they never going to come back because of what they seen, because of what they went through, because of what transpired. Uh, but it's just a lot. A. You got you to gotta really take time for you, and that's what I do. I go in my room, lay down, or like I told you, what's the name, I just drive, listen to music, walk around. But a lot of times, when I'm by myself, that's when I can really think the most. I think a lot. And I just stay out the way. Now, the celebrity part is like, I don't look at myself like that. I just, I look at myself like, I'm just a family member that you know. When you see me and Gil, when you see me, it's just like, that's cuz. It's like family. It ain't even, I'm not even on the trip of, want you to uh, look at me a certain way. I'm, uh, I'm not better than you. You ain't better than me. And in order for this world to work, we all gotta work together. So if I can make you... Think, laugh, or cry during your day while you're at work, whatever. I did my job. And that's it. I don't need you to uh, put me on the pedestal. I don't need you to look at me like I'm better than you. I don't need none of that shit. I just need you to just take something that I'm giving. And you might don't. There's 8 billion people on the planet. I can't take care of everybody. I can't help everybody. And everybody not going to like you. So you just do your thing and, and find your place where you separated from everything that's going on. And if you could do that, you're going to be cool. And that's helped me.
1: I guess, you know, I wonder, you know, uh, you know my father was in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was my whole life. When I was born, my father was in. Yeah. I had the luxury of a father who was in and out. And I guess the way my personality and my other cousins that was in and out, the way my personality works, I was like, yeah, nah, I ain't doing none of that.
0: You was on point.
1: That <laughs> looks terrible.
0: You was on point.
1: <laughs> so, but I had the luxury also of not having to prove anything because of who they were. Yeah. Right? So everybody knew, oh, that's so-and-so and them son. That's so-and-so and them cousin. So I didn't have to run around and get clout or credibility, and I didn't have to worry about it. So I had that luxury. But I always, you know, would talk to my family about what you just articulated, which is the coming home, that fear. <laughs> the, you know, the, you know, uh, my father, you know, 28 shock treatments. He was in mm. Vacaville State Prison. Like, he yeah, was, it was in there when they was really doing that type of behavior to people. And, you know, he came out with emotional instabilities and mental health issues, and he had to, those demons his whole life. But finding the how to balance that emotion and that energy over the long period is why I brought that up to you. Because I wonder, sitting with you today, how content you are with what you've accomplished, and do you get to smell the roses and really does that settle you in any way or do you still have an unsettled because that level of trauma that you went through or anybody that's been in incarcerated especially at a young age when Mm -hmm. they didn't even get to establish themselves as an adult you know what i'm saying their formidable years is in a cage right how do you know when i'm successful how do you Um, know when i could relax and for everybody it'll be different but for you.
0: I think it's hard. I don't, you got, people got to understand like with me it's different. Because I spent majority more than half of my life incarcerated. I did 5 years in the juvenile system. Then I got sentenced to 19 and a half to 52 years and I did 20. So it's like you do the you do the math. It's 25 years and 43. So it's like when you look at my when you look at my life I'm like I don't get. it. I remember when I first got my deal with Bars too. Shout out to them. And I'm driving down the road. I'm in my Prius, one of my, fa- the great, one of the, my favorite cars I've ever had. It was just like reliable, 51 miles per gallon. I'm yeah. paying $27. I'm like, yeah. I drive in Philly to New York and back on a half a tank. I used to tell everybody about it. 51 miles. It was just everything, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it was like, I felt good, but I was in my Prius. I think it was I just finished talking to these kids in Atlantic City at the Powell. Shout out to John Moran, Miranda for always. John put me down with these uh, the kids down there down in AC, and he was always, man, I need you to get down there, and I go down there for John and, and Uncle Wes. And I went there, and I'm talking, so after I leave, I had to sign, like, a sign of the, 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 you know, license and deal with Barstool, so I signed Forget about it. Um, you know, some days later, oh, you know, the wire hit my account. It's a lot of money, you know, and I'm driving down the road. I think I was driving to uh, Baltimore, Delaware. I go to the restaurant, I'm chilling, I'm like, then I pulled over, I'm like, I was a little disappointed because, you know, for the first time on money, I got this life, I got this large amount of money, and ain't nothing go away. I thought when you get rich, everything go away. They say when you get money, you know, growing up in the ghetto, like, everything gonna be cool, everything gonna be great, everything, and I'm like, and I'm like, everything is still there.
1: Yeah.
0: Everything I've been through, uh, my brother not here, he died, so every, every, didn't nothing reappear, like, money was just like, it's there, but if you cool with who you are, it don't mean nothing. Like, the, it's cool that you probably, I could take care of my family. I could buy a little stuff. But after you buy the things, after you look out for people, after you do whatever you do, you still got to deal with everything you have been through in life and don't nothing get erased. So you just be like, damn, you know? And then you looking at it, you like, you finally made it. And it's like the people that you probably want to celebrate the more, you can't. You know what I mean? They might not be there. Uh, distance grow. Uh, fallouts happen. It just, so it just be like, More money, more problems is real. Like, you know, you get more problems because you got the problems you had, then more. So it didn't, it's just crazy, man. It's real crazy, you know? And so
1: it doesn't sound like you have found the ability to be content Um, with everything that you've accomplished because of, I I, I guess, unresolved trauma
0: and things in the past. And then you got like with me, I'm a person that I just realized what living in the moment is. I never lived in the moment, like I always was like, I think the one time I lived in the moment, like one of my favorite times, and I was just, it was when I met Sampa. Because like with me, I think artists is very important to our life. Because they the soundtrack of our journey wherever we're going. And when I met Sampa, it, so, it was an emotional roller coaster, and I just broke down, I was crying because it was like, I was looking for you for so long, bro, you don't even understand it. I'm listening to your music, I'm thinking about my brother that got killed, I'm thinking about uh, the struggle I bring through. I'm thinking about the happiness that lives inside me through your music, the these different songs I'm listening to. It's helping me, i cause I'm walking, I, I'm just hype. When I play your music, I'm just, I'm in another place. And I think, um, I think what made it so emotional about me, I think I listen to a lot of music, grew up off of hip-hop but nobody has ever made me feel the way his music feel, made me be free, made me be happy, made me be sad. And, you know, just to go through all the human emotions, and for me to see him, I'm thankful that I'm a human enough and vulnerable enough to transparent enough to let him know that I'm a fan you, I'm your biggest fan in the world, and this is what your music done to me. We don't do that enough because we live in a world where everybody believed that they're a celebrity. So was, they can't acknowledge the art that these people go and create and say I'm a fan. Nobody's a fan. I am, but I'm saying we live in a world where nobody's a fan. A person will listen to you, listen to you on the radio, see you eat, and then see you and won't say nothing to you. Yeah, for and, whatever reason. Yeah, but it don't matter. But it's like nobody want to be a human no more. It's like everybody's getting away from just saying, "Hey, what's up?" Oh my God, you know, like me. That's how I am. When I see somebody, I snap out. I'm just like, "Oh shit!" This is Big Daddy Kane, man. I mean, Gil, like man, sit I'm like, that's Kane. Like, do you understand? Like this. So it's like. It, it just, it's something in me. And that was like, like I called you about Sampa. I was like, yo, I used to be, anybody that I seen that would be on my page from London or whatever, I'd be like, you know Sampa?" They'd be like, yeah. And, and they'd DM me. Somebody would be like, yo, I just seen him in a, on the sub. And it just was crazy, man. How'd you end up meeting Sampa? and then we're going to play these records? How'd you end up? Um, shout out to uh, Shanice and Tuma over there on YouTube, London. They called me one day. I was chilling, they FaceTimed. I'm like, damn, they was in London. Shanice lived over there in Tuma. You know Tuma from yep. here, but he was over there with her. They was like, wow, we got something for you. And I was man. last year, around my birthday time, we got a present for you. I said, what? You, you gonna come to London, you gonna meet Sampa. I'm like, man, if you don't get out of here, I don't know. <laughs> like, come on, man. Just, I'm like, they tripping. So I'm like, all right, cool. And they hooking it up. So I'm like, I'm like, I gotta go to London. So I go to London and I didn't, it was, it was hard to believe, like, and and it happened, it, you know. I went in that room. I couldn't believe he was there because it was like it was like seeing Samford was like a kid seeing a real superhero. I was I was messed up because I'm like this dude is like a myth, you know. Yeah, he's man, a goat. No, he's like a you go. try to contact his people yeah, he for was in me. the mountains, right? And, and it was crazy. Or yeah, or
1: so so so, music, so
0: so so it was just after that. It was on. You know yeah. what I mean? I just was with him about a uh, about a month ago. Listening to his new album, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a beast, and we got a great you know, brotherhood now, and it's just like, I guess dreams do come true.
1: Yeah. You're listening to The Message with Wallow 267. I'm your host, Ebro. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and look for Wallow's The Message playlist available on Apple Music. So, I could tell from this convo that, I mean, he's still a work in progress, which I think is an opportunity and phenomenal. Um, Because when I asked you just about you know uh, where you're at in your kind of, you know, in your journey of 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 managing your past and living in your future and enjoying it. I could tell you're still, you haven't really locked down what that is as of yet. Um, what work are you doing though on that to maintain your mental health?
0: I always believe tomorrow's going to be better than yesterday.
1: So you haven't, you don't have a therapist that you talk
0: to? Not yet. I'm still, you know, I talked to a couple of them. You've tried it? Yeah, I tried. I talked to a couple of them just on. And, and you know what was crazy? Like I talked to a couple of them just freestyling. And they was like my therapist didn't even know it. I was freestyling. And I'm and most of the time I meet with somebody, it'd be like for an hour, hour and a half, and I go and we be just and then I'd be like, damn, I'm gonna try somebody else. Yeah. I'm try somebody else. Like I think I'm I'm like a I do like freestyle uh, therapy. Well, I just try people and they just work right there at the end of the day. I'm, and then I go move on to somebody else, pay them their little, whatever fee, and, and keep it moving. And you yeah. feel
1: like that, that you're getting something out of that?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get something out of that. I like talking to new people. But
1: you feel calm, you feel at
0: peace. Oh, yeah, I'm chilling. I, I love it. You know, I love the fact that I, because I never thought I was going to be here. Right. So it's like, it's different for me.
1: And And, and I ask these questions because. And not not because I know. Mm-hmm. Not A, there's not a right answer. There is yeah. the answer that's best for you. Um, B, I think we're all as human beings, whatever, whatever trauma and things we've been through, mm-hmm. however you internalize that, you're trying to unpack that later on in life. Yes. Whatever that is, whether it's the whether we may say it's nothing, like why are you tripping on that? You know what I'm saying? But it's something that might be Every, real for somebody. Everybody's yeah. got their thing. But I think even deeper than that, like, you know, as I've been doing the same in the same field for 30 years. I've been Mm -hmm. doing this since 1990, since I was 15 years old. But still today, I find myself, I could feel anxious in a moment, be like, yo, why I feel anxious, like Mm -hmm. everything's good. Like, I know the bills is paid, like why I feel like something's gonna get crazy. And I think in the back of your mind, there's something always going, but it could get crazy. You know what I'm saying? Something could get crazy. You know what I'm saying? But you are, but in doing oh, that, babe. you're not even enjoying the moment. Yeah, the but moment is important. But depending on where you come from, and how you was raised, shit gets crazy, and it gets crazy fast. And you're, and that's a part now, a part of your, your wiring. Your, your, your yeah, and it can be traits. paralyzing
0: sometimes, right? Because you're always thinking that something coming around the corner that's never coming. Never coming. And it's just from conditioning of the upbringing and the environment that produced this, you'd be like, oh, some dumb stuff right ready to happen. It's too, or don't, don't relax. It's don't too, relax. It's too sweet. This it's cannot happen. <laughs> Not for me. You know.
1: But, and, and so I find myself, and I'm laughing now because I find myself laughing about that because we can't change what we went through. We can only deal in the moment. What tools do we actually have? Learned skills to make sure that we stay even keel to make sure that we keep things in perspective, to make sure that uh, we're teaching family members and children and other people to have tools to cope and deal because everyone's dealing with something to some degree. And so I appreciate you coming by and sharing, man. Um, Before we get up out of here, though, uh, think, laugh, cry. That's Wallow's message for all y'all. Uh, stay in touch with your emotions. Yes. But also, um, how important has it been for your journey to have a family member like Gilly and even two, and other family members we've met through y'all yeah. sharing your story and your platform? How important is that to just staying grounded for you? It's
0: good, because you know you're staying like, when I was in prison, my brother got killed. He died in my grandma's arms in the house we he was raised in. Got shot, ran down the block. My grandma opened the door. He fall. What happened, baby? I was out of here now. Uh, You know, that's just not my big deal. just not my big cousin. It's like my big brother. It's a voice of reason. It's just like we real with each other. So it's just having him is just like a blessing. There's a couple, you know, a couple other people that I got that I, you know, really, my brother Cipher Law, Troy. But I don't really deal with a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm always somewhere creating. I'm trying to create. I'm trying to keep my mind clear. So but having that, having that support system, it's real good having somebody around this is going to be raw with you. You know what I mean? And I just think that helps a lot for me, you know?
1: What was one of the most important conversations uh, that you've had? Because so we've seen you sit with Young Thug. We've seen you sit with Lil Durk. Some of these guys that we uh, are watching come up, sharing their stories wherever they're from, getting lots of income, lives changing, yeah, in, lives front changing. Our, in front of our eyes, which is its own, mm-hmm. you know, burden and bag full of shit if it's not managed right. Separate from whatever childhood traumas in the environment that you come from. So you got two things kind of working against you. But then also getting out in the world and having these conflicts with other people in the industry and basically going at a war of words and sometimes even worse for everyone else's entertainment. Yeah. Um, What's one of the more important conversations that you think you've had and and do you feel like you made
0: some ground with somebody? the conversations i had with young boys is really on the ground. Celebrity is different because if you're an artist no matter if you come from the streets you now have the finances to remove and change your situations like that. The young is on the ground they don't and they ready to go. They don't care. They are ready to die a lot of them when you talk to them. So them the most important conversations cuz right now there's direct impact. Or just a young cat i might see walking down the street. You know what i mean? They just got fired or need a job or just talking to them is the real impact because you can't teach what you don't know. You can't lead where you don't go. I think that's very important. What's crazy is that saying right there came from the Bay. My, uh, my homeboy there, one of the founders of Broccoli City, my homeboy, Daryl, his dad, OG from the Bay, he said that to me. I think that's the realest thing. I, you can't teach what you don't know. You can't lead when you don't go. A lot of people talk, talk to, talk at. The people at the bottom and the people that the world forgot about. So with me, yeah, I interview some of the biggest celebrities, the biggest artists, the biggest athletes, but the real work is when I see people in real life on the ground that that really need it, and um, they living in it. You know, and like you said, man, when it comes to rap music, a lot of this stuff, a lot of these issues, a lot of it is just BS and people holding on to stuff that don't matter, because at the end of the day...
1: Or perpetuating an idea yeah. that they think validates them in some way. And it's way, not or... going to
0: validate you because when people listen to your music, majority of the people that's living and listening to your music, they're not criminals. They don't care about right, if you're real or not. They don't care if you shot somebody or not. They're they they just trying to hear some music. And <laughs> they're at work. They, just, they don't care about that. But I just think uh, social media, you have a small amount of people that think a certain way that because it's loud, they can have the masses believing that this is the way to go. And the whole time it's an illusion. It's water in the desert. You know, you live in the Bay. I, I, you, you come from different areas. Wherever you live in New York, Chicago, this, and the third. Everybody that live in the ghetto is not a criminal. That's right. Most ain't. Most ain't. Most, Most people, hardworking people. Thank you. People. They pay taxes. They vote. They just. But, but it's amplified so much that we believe that you got good kids believing that they got to be a thug.
1: Well, I'm glad you brought that up because my next question for you was going to be, in my environment, where I operate, generally speaking. And I see it, what you're saying on social media, where I see comments of people talking about rappers or celebrities as if majority of people actually take those individuals seriously. No. And I know that there are some kids, even yourself as a young person, when that person pulled up in real life and had the money and everything in real life, but then you was like, yo, why is one of the elders showing him love and respect and don't show me, the kid that's just going to elementary school trying to do my one, two, the same love. So I think the way I gotta go get respect is to do whatever that individual's doing. But in my my view today, there's so much in my social media and in my circle, young men enjoying being fathers. Enjoying being yeah, I'm in a lot. successful relationships, enjoying buying a hmm. first house, enjoying getting a, a good paying job, and hmm. just doing their one two step and not being in
0: trouble. They happy like, as shit, happy as hell. Ha- and I, are you seeing that same trend? Man, I see that every day, in real life. So, so, but what happened is you got to address a certain situation because, and like a lot of times on my platform, I'm trying to encourage not just the kids is in it, the kids is not. The kid that's going to school every day, but like you said, you got a lot of people that's positioning themselves, especially in the new system, music, whatever, getting getting promotions, doing it, doing real life stuff, buying their first home, doing real stuff. But like, it goes back to something, and I want—I gotta break this down. Basketball players, athletes, or whatever athletes, rappers, and all that—it all go back to that drug dealer that I was watching. Hip hop, the look, the braggadocious—all that came from the drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanna be the drug dealer. That we grew up in the '80s that's to this day is still being honored through documentaries, still being honored through a uh, uh, podcast, still being honored. And, then, to and this the drug
1: day. dealer wanted to be the mobster and the mobster wanted to be the you know what I'm saying, And, and by the way, that heart, that whole gang mentality yeah. is woven into the American fabric.
0: Bro. The American fabric because America was built on crime. Yeah, uh, built on blood and money. But when you do, do, do the math, and you see an athlete acting a certain way, you see an athlete doing a certain thing. Uh, you see a rap, all that come from back to the drug dealer that invented all this. The style, the dress, the diamonds, the foreign car, the gun on the hip. All that goes back to that. That's where we at with it, you know?
1: You don't think you see a trend of people who know that that's bullshit?
0: No, a lot of people know that that's bullshit, but they don't, have, they don't have microphones.
1: Uh, and you're saying that too many people have a microphone and are celebrated yeah. For being some bullshit, because the it's, fake shit, yeah. then we are celebrating, yes. which is where you're, I think, how you carved out your lane. It yeah. goes back to why you're celebrating. Yeah,
0: because you got to think about this. You could be executive in Apple, but you still listen to the street music that was named. You're probably one of the listeners. Then there's a, a group of kids that never did crime with Danny in their life. Mm-hmm. All around it the college, they're going to college, they're going to private schools, they listen to it. But the stream's going up and all that. So people believe that everybody is that listening to that is on that time. No. To me, music is entertainment. Me personally, when I see a cat and they rapping about whatever they rapping, I don't believe that you've done any of that shit you telling me.
1: Well, I'll take you a step even in deeper than that. Most people have conflated, confused the drug dealer thing. Because like, you could go back to Eric B and Rakim. Yes. Eric being and Rakim was putting on the Dapper Day because mm, yeah. that's what the drug dealer, they wanted It yes. look like they was getting money. But if you listen to the record, Rakim is talking about how broke he was and how he was trying mm-hmm. to figure it out and get to the bread. He was also talking about knowledge and being, being having knowledge of self and, you know, having uh, self-esteem and
0: value. And waking you up and letting you know that I'm awoke, third right. eye. But the problem was, and I think people mixed the game up. The look is the hook, so he was putting on a uniform to grab your attention. Right. You know what I mean? And I think people don't see that part. Well, I don't think, because
1: people, I've always told people this, people listen with their eyes.
0: Yeah, not with their ears. They listen first with the eyes, then second with the ears. Right.
1: Now, another thing, uh, I was just having a debate, there's a new record out, Lil Durk and J. Cole. I don't yeah. know if you spent
0: time with it. I ain't hear it yet, but I, I've been seeing it on, top, it's on the charts.
1: It's number one in the world. Yeah. Two marquee artists decided they was going to make a record specifically about what we're talking about right now which is overcoming the pitfalls. Uh, J. Cole has a line where he basically says to the blogs, you post about this rapper once he got hit, but you never posted about him when he was putting his music out. So the first time we're meeting this artist is on you posting about him getting killed, right? And so the new rule is blogs, you can't don't post about this artist when they gone, if you didn't post about him when they was here.
0: That's how the game became now, because now it's about everything is about clout and everything is about the moment. Mm. And don't nobody believe in growing with people and seeing people at the be, at the beginning. They only want to see them at the top. And and we uh we advertise death, so they're like we gonna post that. But like even like guys like Dirk, me and him they had some legendary conversations. Yeah, or they ain't got nothing to do with no 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 cameras and none of that. He's smart, he know what time it is, you know. A lot of these people, they just a lot of these dudes that they look at. Listen, they don't even know. If they had a clue who they really was, it'd be different. But, but a lot of artists understand that.
1: uh, Well, they're incentivized to, to the money rolls in, the attention gets, and the lights get brighter when you're shoveling the shit. You know what I mean? And when you stand, you know, look, being who I am in this game, there's a lot of shit I wasn't willing to do. Yeah. And a lot of people I'm not willing to talk to. Mm -hmm. I ignore a lot of shit. Everything ain't for me to jump in and have a comment on. Yeah, Certain companies I just won't work with. I don't care how popular you are. Same with artists. Like, yeah. man, stop. I'm not playing these games. Yeah. Y'all. Like, not doing it. You know what I'm saying? I'll wait until this. I know where I've seen this movie before. I'm waiting until this whole thing fall apart. Mm-hmm. And then I'll comment once I can go see. Now, look. Did y'all? But often the problem is people don't see the end of the story. They only see the beginning. <sighs> And so, and they don't do their research because, as you even articulated, you know, uh, the inability to have foresight,
0: yeah. the
1: in- inability to actually see down the road. So people just chasing what's right in front of them. And as you articulated, also most people they don't know nothing about planning until they're sixty-five. <sighs> that has a, thats not a conversation that happened in their house. You know what I'm saying? They don't know about a five-year plan, a two-year plan of just, you know. And and so when you get an opportunity to talk to these young people, like, yo, you do know that all you got to do for literally 48 months is pay attention and they'll give you free money and you could travel the world. It's called getting good grades in school. It's an opportunity right in front of you that literally all you got to (sighs) do is lock in for nine months a year and you could go anywhere in the world for free. And people skip right over that because they don't even see high school, free school as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Like as a society, we don't even see that. Yeah, as an I like that's not even articulated. So I say all that to say that hopefully I, I see a new trend, and I see people calling out the bullshit.
0: Yeah, people on point now. Because consum- like like I, I was, it's funny because I was talking to a big time music executive, and they was asking me about the an artist, and I was like, it ain't the same no more. They was like, what you mean? I'm like, the artist got music, but the artist is not who the artist was, and the artist is in a different place. The artist removed itself from the fan base, and they was like, what you mean? I said. What happened is the audience is smarter now. You can't, you can't say, oh, I'm going to chill, go spend this money, and go get away from y'all for a year or oh, eight months, and I'm going to do me. And then when I'm ready to drop out, I'm going to come back and say, yo, what's up? Let me, no, dog. who do you think you are that you're going to fall back from social media and don't be really dealing with us when the biggest artist in the world, Drake, is on social media every day? Who do you think you is? Mm-hmm. So the consumer is more smart like you don't really mess with us You only come around when you trying to got something to sell, right? So it'd be like oh know we cool. We ain't rocking with you mm-hmm. and Everybody is smart in every department of life now this, the, this satellite in our hand has changed the game tremendously Whereas though everybody got access to information people have a lot of information yeah. I would argue that people
1: have a lot of information, but not a lot but not a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. Not a, they don't know how to apply the information. Yeah Become, I love that information. Right? So that's the next, I think, phase for people mm-hmm. is to actually, okay, I have information. What does it actually mean? And how do I apply it to my life to mm-hmm. make, make a change? And I think we're also inundated with a lot of bullshit information that is just nothingness. It's just words. Don't actually mean anything. It's not tied to anything real. Nothing. It's just nothingness. You know what I mean? So, Wallo, uh, before we wrap, um, I see in my notes here, um, you got a book?
0: Yeah, it's coming out. Uh, shout out to uh, 13A, Simon Schuster, working on it right now. It's coming out next year.
1: You writing it yourself? You got one of those like?
0: No, I got assistant. Yeah, I got. I got. A, I definitely got assistance in this. Uh, somebody real close to me to helping me with it. You know, so it's does like, it have a title? Yeah, Armed with Good Intentions. Armed with Good Intentions. Mm-hmm. Like that. And is this
1: uh, from the beginning till now type memoir? It's a
0: mixture, you know, a memoir. Self help is a mixture. Is the Book of Life gonna make an appearance? Book of Life is always an A thing, somewhere. Is, is the so Book are of are Life. Are we
1: gonna get like two pages out so of I'm the Book of pages, Life? I'm like gonna get a some photos.
0: I'll probably get some photos out of that too. There's gonna be a lot of you know, cause the Book of Life. I was cause just, you know how
1: you open up them books and it's like, yo, here's the original picture of the Book of Life. And yeah, the Book of like Life is crazy. A quotables yeah. out of the Book of Life.
0: I got yeah, that, that thing is something else. So you know, it's, it's gonna be some pictures in there. A lot of pictures gonna <laughs> throw pictures of me, you know, pictures. just a journey, you know? yeah. but it's going down. Okay.
1: Uh, and I also noticed, I also noticed you don't do anything in the rain anymore. I think you're falling off.
0: No, I'm still on. It's just that y'all don't see me no more. I, I, you know what? The element of supply. you used
1: to be in the rain, B. Yeah, now I You still go on Instagram, there. the weather's bad. Wallow was still outside now. He done got paid. Nah, no, i be out am saying? I'll be out about there. getting his Nikes, Oh, they cool.
0: They, my feet be, you know. How whatever. many
1: cars you got in there?
0: Uh, I got a few. Like 10? No. No I got my favorite, but you know what? My favorite car is probably my my minivans because that's what Vans? Minivans. No, no, I only got one now. Oh, okay. I gave one to my nephew. That was my. That was one of my favorite ones. It, it was a great job. It was making noise. I didn't want to let it go.
1: Was it like an Odyssey, Honda Odyssey? No, I, I, usually, I
0: usually had a Dodge. Car, oh, you had a Dodge mini. Caravan kind this, of God. I had them because I like how the seats go in the ground, and if, if the push comes and shove, you can just sleep in there. So I always, anytime I got a van, I got a blanket in the pillow and a trash bag in the back. So if I pull over the rest stop, I just sleep. You know what I mean? And that's like my favorite car. I got a white minivan. It's like, you know, the other cars, they cool. But that minivan, it connects with uh, the journey. Got it. You know? And then what other car you got? Don't try to get around the (laughs) Benzes. I got a a, a Maybach (laughs) SUV. He's stuttering. Maybach SUV. Uh, 2023, I got a uh, 63 Benz, Mm. a 63 AMG GT. I got a uh, 1991 Lexus.
1: Now is there Classic. a specific reason for each car? Like the minivans, is represents something specific.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know what? The minivan, the Maybach, represents...
1: we just, we'll just—that's new money. We'll just call yeah, that's that just, new that's money. that's
0: just something that's like you know. I was in a dealership one day and I liked it and I and I was started to so Yeah, I want that. But uh, what's name is my Batmobile, the '63 GT. It's just a monster. Yeah, it's just speed, and I just like to be listen to my music. The sound, but
1: that wasn't like a car that when you was young. No, you they life, didn't, it's had it's like, 63. didn't have that '63. No,
0: this is different. You know what I mean? They ain't had that, and uh. The what's name connect with yesterday? The Lexus. That's the back in the day.
1: That's that 90s era. That's that car you seen, the
0: system. Yeah. They had a crazy system there. See, but now you
1: got an alpine system with
0: the face off, like No, I got like the, no, the face off. I, I got the Bluetooth, but the speakers in the back, I got the, the kickers. Six by nines, all that square across the joint. So that's the one I only, I'm only playing like public enemy, uh, Righteous public. If it come teachers. out in the 90s, it ain't in there. Y Z. Other than that, I ain't playing it. You know, uh Poor Righteous Teachers. Yeah, Y Z, uh, 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 uh Main ingredients, ultramagnetic, a uh, schoolie D, iced tea, spice one. I'm playing all that in there. Hilltop Hustlers? Yeah, definitely Hilltop Steady B, uh, Three Times Dope. Yeah. Uh, Jazzy Jeff Fresh Prince. Uh, Brand you new think about Funk it. goes off in there. Two here. Live Crew, Master Ace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Craig G, the whole symphony crew. Uh, I'm playing all that stuff in there. You got know it. what I mean? You got like a six disc changer? No, I ain't got none of that. Changer. I go off the phone. I I'm, just, I'm fucking Yeah, the
1: Bluetooth. <laughs>
0: I want, I want you still
1: got your CD book where you open no, it up they, and you, you got see, to pull out your CD? I think, my, I think my
0: little brother got that somewhere, man. But you take an L when you go to prison, you lose anything. All your tapes, that's... Everything that's, gone. It closed, you know, it's an L. <laughs> you know what I mean? His name is Wallow. How should we close out today, man? What you want to close with? I'm going to say this. If you feel it, live it. Uh, we're not going to be here forever. Um, and if you want to live forever, help somebody. Do things that's important to you and your family. And don't care about what they say. They're going to say it anyway. So you got you to gotta really activate your effort button and live how you want to live, man. Like, wherever you do this way, this way, you're not going to please everybody. There's 8 billion people on the planet and everybody's not going to like you. But as long as you like you and the people that you love like you, you're winning. And with that, it's just like, tomorrow's going to be better than yesterday no matter what you're going through. If you're going through something right now, i see you soon. I wish you the best.
1: WALO267, look for him. There's been another conversation. It's called The Message. Look for it wherever you look at podcasts. And also check out Wallow's playlist. Yes. All All available on Apple Music. The message. Don't push me. Cause I'm close to the edge. An open dialogue about the voices of today and their experiences through music that inspires them.